Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Groups on Facebook. Our partners, LostWolfOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sports fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL podcast episode number 420. 420? 420? What a magical number. And being in BC, you know, who 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 wouldn't think about 420 as I'm mowing down on one of my magical brownies? Uh, anyhow, yeah, so a uh, little significance number there. But anyhow, 420 episodes later, we're still doing the Let's Talk CFL podcast. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, and welcome to my world. It's so sick and twisted one. Anyhow, hey, what are we going to talk about? There's all sorts of things that are happening in the CFL these days, and that's kind of wonderful. Um, but I'm going to give a big shout out to Kathy Grant, who is now listening to our show, or at least said she was going to, or at least tries to listen to it. I don't know whether or not she can put up with the whole two hours or not. But anyhow, Kathy, thanks for listening in. There's your shout out for the night. Uh, what else are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about football. Super Bowl's coming up on Sunday. Who cares? Not me. I'm not going to watch it. Are you going to watch it? Why would you watch it? It's not. It's American football. I, you might as well watch the Donald Trump impeachment trial. Uh, it's going to be as exciting. Uh, anyhow, so uh, what are we going to talk about today? Oh, yeah, there's lots of things. Caleros has signed over there. Who's going to be that quarterback in Argoland? We don't know. Vernon Adams. Ooh, look at that. Jonathan Jennings. Where's he going to end up? Or is he? Or is he going to be at the drive through serving French fries with Derek Dennis? I don't know. Um, who else is going on there? Oh, we're talking about the, lots going on with the CFLPA right now. We're going to touch base, touch that on a couple of different bases, and we'll see what happens. Three Down Nation making the news again. Oh, my God, really? They're creating news, not making news, not distributing news. You know, a long time ago, there was like, I, I remember this when I was younger, and Will, you'll remember this, and I don't, maybe Phil too. Uh, there was a guy on TV, his name was Walter Cronkite, and he sat there and he read the news. He didn't give you his opinion. He didn't do it with any emotion. He just read the news, and this is what was happening. And then he, they made you think and form your own opinion as to what was happening in the world. And he always signed off with, and that's the way it was. I, and, and I did that pretty good too, didn't I? Anyhow, um, and now everybody in the news things wants to create an opinion for you. Uh, news media is not supposed to be left wing or right wing or Democratic or Republican or conservative or liberal or whatever else. They're supposed to be news media and they're supposed to read the news. And that's kind of like what we no, we're we're very opinionated here on Let's Talk CFL. So that's not what is going. Anyhow, where did this come from? I don't even know why I'm talking about this. Um, OK, let's move on. And that's the way it was. Okay, so let's talk about some. Oh yeah, CFLPA. That's yeah, they're they're doing all sorts of weird shit right now. And and or or no, it was Three Down Nation that got me going on that. Okay, TJ Lee signs with the BC Lions. So, so does some some Vinny Testicle or something quarterback. You know, we'll get to that. We're going to talk about quarterbacks a lot tonight because that's kind of what's happening. Okay, um, yeah, there are no rules, Will. We have no rules. That's that's a fact. I'm going to open up the mics and let's talk to the people. To the guys, we got a full slate of people on board. Tonight, we got 
Phil Miller, how you doing, buddy? I opened your mic, Phil. You can talk. You don't have to be new, muted I'm right now. Great, oh, there you go. I'm doing great, Hello. sir. I was, just, I was just sending a message to a longtime listener who was out skiing with me on Sunday, and he's been griping about some of the stuff we've been saying on the show. I said, here's your opportunity. Call in. Good call or bad. In the show. Uh, mostly in between, in between. But uh, He doesn't like uh, what we talk uh, about, or he doesn't he, like the content of what we're talking about, or, or we don't talk enough about his, his Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Is that the problem? He's, uh, he, he loves our controversial style. And he's a controversial guy, and I want to invite him to call in tonight from North Vancouver. North Vancouver? And you were skiing with him in Calgary? Does Calgary have any ski hills? Yes. Oh, okay. Uh, They're actually, just like little ones, right? At Nikiska, which is not a great big hill, but it, it's probably bigger than Cypress or that other one. That I don't know. Cy- Cypress is a pretty good mountain for being as the size of it. They got some decent yeah, snow I, there. I, I, mm-hmm. I used to have a season pass in Cyprus. It, it's a nice mountain. It's definitely better than Grouse or Seymour. Seymour's a joke, but that's beside the point. Uh, but, you know, we got Whistler and Blackcomb, and, and, and even for that matter, uh, Mount Baker's not that far away, and neither is Mount Washington over in the Good skiing in the Vancouver area. Uh, okay, who's your buddy? What's his name? Give him a shout-out. Randy Olson. He's a Saskatchewan Rough Riders fan. He grew up in southeast Saskatchewan. And uh, he's a very knowledgeable uh, CFL fan. Uh, he's a regular contributor. A, a uh, knowledgeable rider fan? That's a bit of an oxymoron, isn't uh, it? Yeah, he is. And uh, I, like I said, okay. I haven't spoke to him about specifically being on the show today, but I did talk to him about it on Sunday, and I said, listen, buddy, I want you to call in. Well, you know, if he's got any questions, problems, or anything that we're, we're, we're discussing, he can always text us. On live on the show, and we'll communicate with him that way. You know, and if he jumps on board the show, well, we'll see what happens. I can only tolerate so many rider fans at one time, and Phil, you know, it's, it's a bit of a hard, hard act to follow in that regard. Okay, um, let's talk to some other people. How about somebody else in Calgary? Will McDonald, how you doing, buddy? I'm good as always. I'm awesome. I'm just listening to you talk about Walter Cronkite. You, that does come up sometimes. You were a big fan, obviously. Those no, were the well, days I used to when, come home from school that, and watch, no, no, watch those the Vietnam the days War. When, those were the days when news was real. Okay? Yeah. You know, you could go and watch news, and it was real. But okay? you, you had Not to form today. your own opinion as to what was going on. Absolutely. You had to think. Oh, what is that word, think? think? That's not a very People. common thing these days. Not, not, not with the millennials. Thing. Not with, I shouldn't, I'm not going to just pick on that group with a lot of people. With a lot of Anyways, people, right. But, uh, yeah, no, there's lots of fun stuff going on in the CFL. And free agency is going to happen soon, and I'm excited about it. I went to the hockey game. You're, you're a Calgary, Calgary. Stampeders fan, aren't you? Yes, That's correct, I am. right? How can you be happy yeah. about free agency? <laughs> Your team never does anything in free agency. Well, no, because I'm never, I'm never disappointed because we don't sign anybody. <laughs> okay, it's pretty simple, mind you. You're, you see, that's not true because we did sign the second biggest free agent in the CFL last year. Yeah, but he was already on your team. 
Yeah, but he was a free agent, and we did sign him. So, yeah. you he know, was already on your team. Just saying, he was a free agent, sort of. Sort of. So yeah, I, I look at the list of free agents, and I'm like, I like that guy. I like that guy on my team. I like that guy on my team. I like that guy. Oh yeah, I'm not gonna get any of those guys on my team because we're gonna we're gonna bring in guys you've never heard of, and they're gonna, you know, be stars, and then they're gonna go to other teams and get paid more money, and it's the story of my yeah. life. But that's okay. The, the, the big merry-go-round continues for you. It's the way it works, and we're getting rid of Derek Dennis. Well, that's too bad. I, I am disappointed we lost Trey Roberson, but that was a foregone conclusion. Good for um, him. So, hey, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. And, and, and I'm very impressed if his name is mentioned in the same breath as Cameron Wake. Okay, because he's got to be – Cam Wake's got to be the greatest free agent out of the CFL ever. Okay, by far and away. So you think well, Warren, Warren Moon, Moon Doug good. Flutie, yeah, Jeff Garcia, can't wait. Jeff Garcia, I don't you know, know. I, I don't Jeff know. Garcia, but can't wait. Never look okay. back. Can we you say the mean? greatest uh, free agent out of the CFL, non-quarterback related? Well, no, because I, I look at I look at the free agents, and most of the free agents you have mentioned were quarterbacks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Warren Moon didn't start in his first year. Doug Flutie didn't start in his first year. Jeff Garcia didn't start in his first year in the NFL. Cam Wake no. went right from the CFL to the Pro Bowl. To, yes. So. Right, right to the Pro Bowl. There you go. So. I I don't know much you know. about the NFL, but I do follow Cam Wake. Yeah, I mean the other big free agent of the CFL was that head case. He was a cornerback for Calgary. I'm sure you all remember who he was. I can't remember his name now. He was a cornerback, not a quarterback, a cornerback, you know. Brandon um, Brandon Browner, right? Brandon Browner, yes, sir. He's another guy. So who made it big? Yeah. And I think he's in jail now or something. So. Yep. Could be. I think he died in prison. Yeah. No, no, he. I'm. I'm not joking about Christopher. He is in jail now. Okay. Yeah. No, he's. I was right. He is. He is. In I jail, have no doubt. So. He's. It, so, it, it, but it's actually up a, there on. In. He got eight years. Yeah, he had a five or six or eight year career in the NFL, and then he went to jail. And I'm not gonna make any comments about why. Just so, don't. Yeah, that's good. I'm what good. did he do? See, Charles, I, I'm starting to get a filter, Charles. As I get older, I'm getting a filter. Thing. Oh, yeah, bullshit, right. you do. I'm not buying that but one you know what? But you know what? You guys you guys all know me so well, you know what I was going to say anyways. So, yep. Well, I so mean, I don't have to I'm looking it. at the thing. He's like, He played for the Seahawks. He played for the Patriots. And he was sentenced to eight years in state prison after pleading non, non, no contest to one count of attempted murder. Right. So that that's just being a bad guy. Absolutely. Right. And it, did, it's did, one of the reasons this had something I don't to do with his ex girlfriend or ex wife or something, right? Well, and I I, re, I that's one of the reasons I don't believe that we should worship athletes. Okay. Well, we so, shouldn't. Just saying. No. Don't. No. You, you no. know that I'm not my theory all... on, on 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 football players is. 
they're going to be somewhere else next year or the year after or the year after. They're not going to be there forever. So, you know what? I really don't care who's on my team as long as I have a team. Yeah. And, I mean, the biggest difference between, you know, with that philosophy on Calgary and BC is Calgary always has a winning team as opposed to BC. But You shut up. The point, I guess. I'm just saying, man, I'm just being real tonight, okay? I'm being real. Being 100 or whatever they call it, 180, whatever they say. Anyways, I I went okay. to my I went to my first Flames hockey game last night in a long time. Yeah, I saw I'm, that. You had pretty good seats. I'm glad I did, and I'm glad I'm a football fan. Yes. So. You know. ooh, 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 ooh! They 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 signed Aaron Grimes again. Pretty. Hey, okay, let's open up. Let's bring in more people here. We have more people. We do. We we have a couple more people. Charles, you keep talking. Hey now. Let's go. Yep. And that's the way it was. Hi, how's it going? Wasn't that true? Did you you know what I'm talking about? What's that? Did you remember Walter Cronkite? End of every. Well, I, I. only from archive, like he retired when I was two years old, but I've certainly seen videos right. and so on of him. Yeah, and that's the way it was. Yep. For this day, uh, January twelfth, nineteen sixty-five. Yep. Okay. Yep. How you doing, Charles? Yeah. No, things are going good. Yep. Good. I'm good. doing quite well. Sitting here talking Wednesday night, and it's mild. It's not pouring rain. It's not snowing. I'm happy. Yeah. And there you counting go. down the date till June shows up. Till June shows up. Till June shows up. Yeah. Well, I used to have a girlfriend named June. Okay, I'm talking about the month, but that's my. It's also my birthday, and I'm going to the Lions season opener in Edmonton. Oh, on purpose? Uh, yes. I'm okay. going behind enemy lines. Well, Edmonton's That's really hard to say that the enemy lines, but, you know. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're going to Saskatchewan, I, actually, I would agree with you. Yeah, no, I'm not going to go there. But no, Nobody does that on purpose. No, only people that get Will, lost go there. Will, Will, did you actually get Riders season tickets this year? He's muted as Mike. Well, well, still on the list. Still on the list. Oh, you're on the wait list, eh? Okay. No, 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 no. They don't have that wait list anymore, Phil. Sorry. Um, But they gotta, they gotta, they go through all their season tickets, people, to see if they want to renew, and then whatever's left over, they'll let you know. So that they said that was mid-February. So. Well, fortunately, but your I grandchildren. But I did. Get to... But I did buy my stamp season tickets today. So. But you didn't. But I understand. I got air miles, Will. If you got two tickets. Okay. Was silence after that. No, no, no. Yeah. No, I said whatever. We can talk, buddy. I muted okay. myself. Mark. Again. Sorry. Mark, welcome to the show, Mark. Mark, Mark, where are you, Mark? I'm here. I'm here. Doing good. 
And Will, um, you might be surprised at Calgary this year at free agency. They restructured Mitchell's contract. They've been dumping a couple of salaries. They're not going to pay Dennis what he wants. Maybe they are going to dip their toes this year. Be a novel thing to see. Yeah, and I say that every year someone has this conversation with me, and I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. Why else would Mitchell take a pay cut? Because they've got to sign other players. No, they got to sign other players, okay? But it won't be free agency. Trust me. I mean, I would love to see them sign a, uh, one of the free agent running backs so we actually have a freaking running game this year, but... Wilder's on Who? You know, Wilder. Wilder, he's a Wilder would be great on Calgary. Wilder would be great on Calgary. There was big news coming this that week. Organization. Yep. Charles is right. Announcement coming this week on Willie Wilder's future. Who cares? Yeah. Who cares? So, I'm just going through... Um, Facebook here, and I'm on a, a, a group called Gun Owners of Canada, and uh, which I'm a member of, but that's beside the point. Um, there's a picture of this idiot, uh, I mean our Prime Minister, and I'm just looking, and he's got this goatee here, and I'm going, I'm going to have to shave mine off, because I, I don't want to be confused with him. Anyhow, no, never mind. Did I say that? It took him three weeks to grow that down the Caribbean. Yeah, well, whatever. He's a dweeb. Uh, just better than – never mind. Okay, no politics. Let's move on. Okay, let's talk some football. You guys all ready to talk some football? Zach Calero signs a two-year extension with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Is this good news for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? I think it is. I think it's good news for any team that's willing to take a gamble, a risk on Zach Caleros. Now, the big question is, is Zach Caleros going to stay healthy for the Winnipeg Blue Bombers for a year? And if he doesn't, who's their number two? Mark, jump in here. You're the Bomber fan. Tell me what's going on. What are your gut feelings on signing Zach Caleros and releasing Matt Nichols? We might as well talk about that one right away. Matt Nichols gets released at the same time. Oh, my God. We knew that Matt Nichols wasn't going to stick around the Bombers because, like, he was not that good. Okay, everybody thinks that he was this great shit quarterback. He wasn't. He, the only thing that Matt Nichols had going for him was he was better than Drew Willie. <laughs> oh, your love for Nichols is just awesome. Um, signing Claros really was the only way the Bombers could go. When you look at the two, when you look at the two quarterbacks, there's not a huge difference in the stats. Kalaros has been banged up with his head injuries. Nichols has had three operations in the four years he's been here. They're both an injury concern. The upside to Kalaros is is a lot higher than the upside to Nichols. Nichols wasn't bad. It wasn't good. You realize he's fourth all-time in Winnipeg Blue Bomber passing. So? They haven't won a great cup in 30 years. It doesn't say much for the team, does it? 
yes, they have won a Grey Cup in the last 28 years. Um, what, if you look at the playoffs, though, where everybody sees only one and three in the playoffs, one of the yeah. years against Calgary, he threw for, I think it was 425 yards, and the defense couldn't have stopped a high school team. Between the That's 20s. Not on him. That, no, he, they were scoring. The defense couldn't stop Calgary at all. What was the final score? I can't remember. I'm just going off a stat I'd seen the other day. It wasn't that high. He was scoring. He it, wasn't. The defense shit the bed. We had some bad defenses. Yeah, but you never had a good offense, ever. Not with Matt Nichols at, behind center, okay? You had some amazing defenses the last couple of years, and you still couldn't do it with him. There's no love loss for me and, and Matt Nichols. There's no doubt about that. So Zach Calero signing in Winnipeg, you think was the best thing that they could. The only option they really had, Chris Strebler wasn't really an option as for one quarterback. Matt Nichols, eh. Zach Caleros is definitely a better one. He's one of the top three in the league, if not in the top, not the if not the best quarterback in the league. Okay, that's yeah, my opinion. It, I'm it's sticking just with the it. health issues. Here's the thing with Nichols: four and a half years, fourteen thousand nine hundred and seventy-seven passing yards, fifth in club history. 89 touchdowns to 42 interceptions and ran for nine touchdowns. Those aren't bad stats. That's not stats of a bad quarterback. No, but those are almost Darian Durant stats, so I'm not really impressed. I'm liking the 89 touchdowns to 42 interceptions. Yeah. Two to one. Uh, There there was a good article that was put out by uh, Nick Kowalski today about... Nichols. He got tagged with the game manager. Guess what? And what every would you call quarterback? Every single quarterback in every single game in the history of the CFL manages a football game. That's Should. their job. That's their job is to manage. Yeah, but football some games. some people excel at winning the game as opposed to managing yeah. the game. I think there's a difference. Yeah. Some. Some, like Jonathan Jennings, go out to lose the game, okay? And uh, that's not very good to have on your team. We'll talk about him in a bit. Um, (laughs) No, Calaris was the only way they could go. It really was. Okay. Um, Backup, it's going to be Sean McGuire. They're looking, from what I've been hearing, they're not looking at bringing in another quarterback. They'll bring in another young kid. So they're not going to bring back Straveler. So Strebler comes back from the NFL because there's no way in hell he's sticking down there. No, no, no. You want to bet? Flavor of the day. The NFL is a copycat league. They've got one quarterback that can do it. Hey, we can find one that can do that too. He'll sign. He may not sign an active. He's not going to stick down there. He can't throw the ball. And if he does come back, he'll come back to Winnipeg. Winnipeg will sign him. But but so then what happens to McGuire? McGuire goes back to what he was last year, third string. Okay. Was that Phil? You, were I you trying to say something here? Trevler's no, Charles is. Trevler is going to be an expensive backup if they're going to bring him into the backup. And I think Trevler wants to be a starter somewhere. Whether he should or not, that's uh, it's up for debate. But that's an expensive backup and a guy who wants to be a starter. So I'm not 
convinced it's a done deal if he comes back to the CFL, he comes back with Winnipeg. I don't think that's a done deal at all. At 250 is that a, too expensive for Rebecca? Because that's yes. between his and Claro's mm-hmm. salary. That's Mike Riley. What has Mike Riley done the last two years? Yeah, but what, what did the BC Lions do with Mike Riley? Yes, 250 is is too expensive for Strebler, uh who is a uh, really a running back under center. Mm-hmm. He's, he's not going to be happy with 250. Ooh. What Pipe was he dream, making previously? Pipe dream. He was, I think, I think he was 170 or something like that. So he's going to take less than a hundred. Uh, he's going to take less than a hundred thousand dollar raise after winning a Grey Cup. I can't see Stranger that. Things have happened. Mm. I doubt he he's already one said he'll only play here. I, I doubt I that know. Chris Trevor was making one hundred seventy thousand dollars. Did they re-up him after the after the twenty eighteen season? They did renew his contract after the first year. Okay. I, I don't know. I, I, Chris Trebler's not going to get – okay, here's a question for you, okay? Uh, we got the Ottawa Red Blacks. They got Nick Arbuckle right now. He's not under contract. He's going to be a free agent. They got – Matt Nichols was out there, and – Chris Strebler, if you're an Ottawa Red Blacks manager here, you're Marcel Desjardins, who do you sign? Matt Nichols. Yeah. In a heartbeat. I think so, yeah. For one reason only. Yeah. Paul yeah. Matt, at the least. A two and 16. Two and a... yeah. Matt Nichols is good for you a 500 season, okay? Maybe a little better than five. Two and 16 last year, Ottawa Red Blacks. You need a quarterback. Sign Matt Nichols. Let Nick Arbuckle go down to Toronto. And Chris Strebler? Not a chance. So he's not going to get a number one gig anywhere in the CFL. I mean, there's only two teams that need a number one quarterback right now, and that's Toronto and Ottawa. Yeah, there's three right. quarterbacks right now out there, notable quarterbacks, Trevler, Nichols, and Arbuckle. And two te- like you said, two teams that meet a starter. So I'm sorry, I'm if I'm looking for a pure starting quarterback, I'm signing either Arbuckle or Nichols before I look at Trevler. He's the odd man oh, out. Yeah. Chase the back. Yep. Music yeah. stopped, there's no chair for him. So he's going to have to go with the D, uh, backup. And what better place to do it than where you're an f- absolute folk hero? I just saw on yeah. Facebook today a guy actually got a tattoo of Strevler holding the cup in his fur coat and cowboy hat. Good Lord. Let's just prove people are idiots. Uh, go ahead. Somebody else can go. That's way over the top. Yeah, No. no lie. William, what do you got to say on this subject? How, how did we Lero. go from how did we go no no how did we go from signing Calaris to talking about Chris Trevler? Like like well, so well, here's here's my here's my opinion on signing Zach Calaris. 
this kind of smells like it did two or three years ago when they gave Darian Duran a $70,000 signing bonus. Because signing Zach Kolaris to any kind of a contract is like giving him free money because here you go, I think he's only going to play four games this year. And there's a lot of hard money in this contract too. Yeah, yes, that's what really shocked me. But I guess right. it is what the market will bear or what somebody was silly enough to give them. So. Oh, my good Lord. Why would you do that? Hey, Mark, do you think that guy went to Churchill High School? No, because that's not even a good tattoo. I don't think he went to high school. I was going to say, did he get that done in somebody's garage? It's not one of the best ones I've ever seen, let me tell you. God. I, I have no response. I'd be embarrassed to do You know, I don't wear another guy's jersey because I, it's wrong. There's no way I'm going to tattoo some guy to my arm. I know that the... the, the I mean, some the, blonde with big tits or something, but not, not Strebler. They hadn't won the Grey Cup in forever, almost three decades, and I know that the Winnipeg fans were just delirious with excitement, and I don't blame them. But there's a there's a line you shouldn't cross when celebrating uh, uh, your team's win. I think this guy pole vaulted over that line with that. Are you kidding? Well, it it, it kind of looks like one of those tattoos that you get when you're really drunk down in Mexico, or when you're really young. That too. And then 15 years from now, what the hell was I thinking? Well, no, yeah, especially if he's really Traveler goes over to Calgary really, and wins a great the next four A cups. Yeah, no, you can tell he's really young because he didn't have any money because he didn't spend a lot of money on that tattoo. No kidding. No. <laughs> I think maybe no, Traveler paid the, for it. Back to the Calero signing, gentlemen. Uh, I think I think this is a like a good vindication for Zach Caleros. And here we got it. We have a professional football team with a professional management who just won the Grey Cup, who has put their confidence in Zach Claris. Hopefully, finally, that'll put this ridiculous notion that's been going on for 15 months plus that Zach Claros is an injury-prone quarterback whose next hit is going to put him in in a wheelchair drooling. Uh, I don't think and that, that may, that may happen. That, that, there's a possibility that that may happen. I wouldn't say that about too many people, but you never know, right? Doctors and previous management regimes, previous management regimes that he played for, going back to two regimes, back to Saskatchewan Rough Riders, animated the fact that Zach Claros is at no more risk of a concussion than any other player in the league. And he it is bullshit. You know well, that. That's bullshit. It's been proven. And I don't know that. But the fans, the fans that say his next hit is going to put him in a wheelchair drooling, that's the ridiculous 
thing we've been listening to for the last 15 months. And it's the most ridiculous thing I ever heard at the time. And I, he, and I'm, I'm so happy for Zach Caleros now and, and happy for the Bombers organization that, that they showed the confidence in him going forward. And, and, and I think everybody on the panel can agree they made the right decision of who's going to be the starting quarterback going forward. Oh, yeah. Well, I don't disagree at all. Well, he's still a gamble as far as I'm concerned. It was a gamble with Nichols, though, too, with his injuries. He's coming off throwing shoulder surgery. Yeah, but concussions are a whole different... uh, Oh, yeah. I, I understand he's got shoulder surgeries. Concussions can cause brain damage. Concussions can, like, uh, like, um, um, like Phil just said, can put you in a wheelchair. I know shoulders are a bad injury, especially for a quarterback who has got to throw the ball. But a concussion is just on its whole other level, really, as far as I'm concerned. Charles, it, it is. But if you consider, if you look at the tape of the three hits that Caleros took to get those concussions. Those are hits that are hopefully never going to happen again this week. Of course, of course they will. We all know they are going to. Uh We hope they're not going to happen again. And we haven't seen, uh, say, a Mike Riley pick those hits in recently, in the last two years, uh, as an example. Oh, I don't know. uh, I think Mike Riley took some pretty brutal hits last year. I don't think you're watching the BC Lions game. But not directly to his head. Oh yeah, no he he was bell rung oh, a couple there of times. A couple that were pretty oh yeah, bad. no I'm sorry, I'm going to totally disagree with you on that one, totally yeah. and completely. I think now, so. here's here's a question for you, Phil. Considering you're going down this road, you started this shit. Um, if a quarterback blows his knee apart three times and he's had surgery on it three times, is he more prone to have another knee injury than anybody else? Yes or no? Yes. Yes. Okay. If a quarterback like Travis Lule dislocates his shoulder, separates his shoulder, has shoulder surgery multiple times, two, three, four, five times, is he more apt to have a re-injury of his shoulder? Yes or no? Yes. Now, can I can Okay, so now a quarterback has multiple concussions in the same year. Is he prone to have more concussions than yes or no? Don't be a hypocrite. Maybe. No bullshit. Not, be- not because of the physical condition of his own head. It's but maybe an injury. Because of his style of play or the way yeah, he goes down is. and accepts it, his- the way he slides, maybe. But the, the point is, is that your, your body is fragile, and once you've injured it multiple times in a certain area, that area is subject to re-injury. Now, it, it could be his knee, it could be his shoulder, it just happens to be his brain. Okay? Hey, we're not talking Donegan-style concussions here yet. There was, there, was no, there was no slide in the Donegan era, if we remember no, there wasn't, but he had serious concussions. Same with Buck Pierce. Yeah. Same with Dave Dickinson. Right? 
and Zach Caleros has had some serious concussions. And, and there's one that. thing you there's one thing you forgot to mention, Christopher. What's that? And that is knee injuries can happen again. Shoulder injuries can happen again. But they say concussions are exponential. Okay? Yeah. Every one so you have is worse. It's, compound. It, it's gonna be worse. Correct. Yes. Yes. And that's a proven fact. You're good so for three please, or four. Please he's had that in one season. Never mind the rest of his career. I just please just don't tell me that he's not more prone to concussions than any other person out because he certainly is. Okay, that that that's just a fact. And anybody who does believes in that other fairy tale, I, I I don't understand. Okay, that being said, I hope it never happens to him because the CFL is a better league with Zach Caleros playing quarterback in it. It's more exciting. I love watching the man play. He's one of my heroes. Okay. I had two favorite quarterbacks in the CFL. Neither one of them played for my team. Well, one of them does now. Christopher, are you finally confessing you like Bo Levi Mitchell? Oh, my God. No, I didn't say that. Does he play for my team now? No, but you said Is the quarterback this... didn't play for your team. Your two favorite quarterbacks didn't play for your team. Didn't play for my team. Okay. One of them does now. Is that okay. Calero so one of them? Bo the Levi. other one now plays with the other Lions. How could that be Bo Levi Mitchell? Did, did something happen when I wasn't paying attention? Yeah, come You know what? Finally, come on. Step out of the closet. We know, Christopher. I'd rather come out of the closet as a transvestite than a fan of Bo Levi Mitchell. Hello, everybody. Direct the hate mail to Christopher Jones, please. Hey, Christopher, do those rings fit you at all? The one that he lost? Yeah. Do they fit? No. Not big enough for your stubby fingers, eh? No, I got I got some pretty big hands here, buddy. I, 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 do you know how hard it is to find double extra large gloves? Oh, you got big mitts. Oh. Yeah, yeah these these aren't hands; they're paws. You can catch and, ball. Little little little, uh, little Bo's fingers are no. I couldn't wear his rings. All kidding aside, I was very, very saddened to hear about that today, about Levi Mitchell uh, losing his two rings. Don't leave them in your truck. Are you yeah, yeah. Don't that's the thing. Don't think that you have leave, to... That's not just something you leave lying around. You're asking for trouble at that point. I mean, how stupid are you? And well, we are talking about Bo Levi Mitchell here, on, so. Wasn't Anybody named Bo can't be all that smart. Sorry, Will? I said, wasn't he on 8th Avenue or something when he lost him? That's where he was parked. Like, Yeah, that's what I heard just, just this afternoon. Why don't you just put him out in the street? Because you have a better chance of keeping him then. Yep. Why, why would somebody would leave them in their truck? Yeah, I don't know. I don't get that.
I, you know, somebody stole these things. What are they going to do with them? Yeah. I don't even leave my 1998 Triangle Hockey League championship ring in my truck from southeast Saskatchewan. In fact, it is in my safety deposit box right now. I don't lock my truck. It was worth about hundred bucks. It was and worth hundred bucks the, new. I leave the keys in the ignition. Okay. I don't take the keys yeah, out of the ignition because neighbor. I might lose them. How far away is your nearest neighbor? Yeah. Because that's a good thing to put out on the air. Oh, I have too many guns. Okay. <laughs> Which are also all in the truck. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Which is, some of them are, but that's beside the point. And the ATV. <laughs> it's coyote season here right now. It's coyote mating season. You gotta, you got to have... You got to be at the ready. For someone who comes off hating oil and gas, you you sure are a redneck, Christopher. Oh, it, it's got nothing to do with oil and gas. Rednecks are redneck. Okay, it just, it, that's not anything to do with oil and gas. You don't have to like oil and gas to be a redneck. I, yeah, I don't but know your horses are not electric. One. Your horses are not electric. No, they why would they be? They're methane emitters. I, I don't understand your point here. Uh, I'm, I'll find another subject. No, no more we're politics. completely Sorry off subject. Can we move on here? we okay. got an hour and 20 minutes left. We've hit one subject. Let's uh, get yeah, up. We're on segment one for the first 40 minutes. No, I kind of moved segment one and two together, right? Kind of, because the segment two was about Matt Nichols. With Calero signed Matt Nichols, released by the Bombers, both the Red Red Blacks and Argos. That's how we got talking about that. that Matt, Matt Nichols will sign there, Will. Wherever, Matt Nichols will sign wherever uh, Arbuckle doesn't. Yes. Yes. That's correct. Oh, I think oh, okay. that makes sense. This, this is a problem I've had with Will for a couple of weeks now. Um, putting Arbuckle at the top of what's left of the uh, CFL quarterbacks free agency list. And and I would like him to explain it a little bit better than he has so far, other than just straight out support, blind support. Well, I don't think he he, he didn't do that in that comment there. He just said I wherever did, Arbuckle's I did explain not. It. I did explain it last week, uh, Phil, if you just open your ears, okay? okay. And what I said was, if Cardi, Cody Fajardo can sign for, to Saskatchewan for three hundred plus thousand dollars, then Arbuckle is the number one free agent because him and Fajardo are on the same page, guaranteed. The only difference with Fajardo is he got more starts and he, so he won more games. That simple. Yeah. Uh, wasn't wasn't. Uh... Uh, uh, Nick Arbuckle, three and three as a starter for the uh, Calgary Stampeders. Um, technically, no. Well, no. yeah, for as a starter, yes, he was as a starter. He was. 
but he did win a fourth game in there when he came in when Bo got hurt. Came back that against was the, the Lions. They remember correctly. Came, came right. back yeah. and destroyed the Lions. Through three or four touchdowns want, in the fourth quarter. All I want to suggest is the book is still, or the, the the ruling is still out, and the book hasn't been written for Nick Arbuckle. And I'm not I'm not doubting you that that he's may possibly be a, a starting quarterback in the CFL, but I just I want to say it's not proven yet, and and I, I find it ridiculous this talk that Nick Arbuckle is the premier free agent backup quarterback in the CFL right now. He's not a backup. Yeah. He's a premier starting mm-hmm. quarterback available in free so agency right is? now. who is? Who is? Well, I think. Who is? Phil? I think. Yeah. Well, well, I, I, I would. I would. Three. Oh. So you go. Go ahead, Charles. No, I was going to say there are three kind of quarterbacks emerged last week, or excuse me, last week, last year. Um, there was Nick Arbuckle. There was um, um, Cody Fajardo, uh, Vernon Adams, who we're going to talk about, and Cody Fajardo. If you're going to be perfectly honest, the book is out on all three of them. You can't say any of them are legitimate starters. They had good years. Quarterbacks have had good years before. So I think they they all emerged, but I think if we're looking at it, I think the book is out on all three of them for right now. Okay. The the one thing that i got to say about this is that you're 100% correct, Phil. Nick Arbuckle's not that proven of a, a, a commodity. Neither is Vernon Adams. Neither is Cody Fajardo. And for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders to offer and sign Cody Fajardo for the money that they did, they're fucking idiots. Okay? That's, that's uh, where no, I'm coming no. from on this one. Okay? Cause All right. Now, let's talk he, about he, Adams. He did does not deserve that for money. More money. Well, we're, we're, we're getting ahead of ourselves. We've got to pay attention more to Nichols. Well, we're, I guess we're pretty much done with Nichols, right? So, yeah. Yeah, Nichols well, is a Winnipeg is, is a, hey, Winnipeg is yeah, yeah, an Arbuckle. Okay, so okay. let's yeah. let's move on. Moving on, Vernon Adams Jr. signs a new deal with the Alf, gets bigger contract than Cody Fajardo. Did Montreal overpay? Well, Saskatchewan overpaid. So yes, Montreal overpaid. Mm-hmm. I mean, these guys are not proven. It, it, it's just it's it's what, not there. What? It, you got to wrap some seasons together for? before you start making four hundred grand. Is that what he signed for? Who? Vernon Adams Adam. Jr. Yeah, with incentives and and bonuses and everything else. Most of the contracts are over four hundred grand. Money. Four fifteen in hard money. Ouch. And then yeah. twenty thousand dollar roster bonus. He already oh, got Lord. that. He got the $20,000 roster bonus January 1st, and it rises to 435000 for the 2020 season um, after he earned 150 last year. Jesus. He got okay, a big time but, So how long did he sign for? Does anybody know? One year? Two, two years. Uh, two years. Two years. Okay, so... He won I the freaking lotto. I happened to listen to another podcast this morning, and all Vernon Adams could, and Vernon Adams was the guest, and all he could talk about was at the end of next season, he is a free agent. So (laughs) I think Montreal, Montreal got him cheap, because if he continues like he has, 
they're not going to sign him for $415,000 in a year. Actually, well, there's two things about that. I understand that he signed through 2022, which is a headline I read, which would make it three years. I also understand that if reports are correct, that he signed for more than Cody Fajardo. And also I understand if headlines are correct, so did did uh, the Greek freak in Winnipeg. So with the soft head. Um, well, Zach, so, excuse me, Zach Caleros is worth the money that he's been offered. I, I'm surprised yeah. that Winnipeg got him for as little money as they paid, okay? You're talking about a premier quarterback in the CFL. You were not talking about a premier quarterback in the CFL when we're talking about Cody Fajardo, Vernon Adams, or Nair Arbuckle. We're talking about one-year wonders right now. I think it's just the going rate for quarterbacks now, for starting quarterbacks. seems quarterback. to be, yeah. Because you look at Mitchell and Riley at 750 until Mitchell renegotiated his. And then you're dropping down into the 500 for the yep. good quarterbacks. Mm-hmm. And then you're getting more than that. I, I did find um, Adam's full contract for signing a signing bonus of 165. And he could max out at 471 for this year. Hard money for 2021 is 445, with the yeah. ability to hit 481. Yeah, and he is for three years because in 2022, yeah. hard money is 460 22. and 514. What do you think, Mark? Do you think going forward that's probably going to be quarterback money and we're not going to see those $700,000 contracts that we've seen with Bo Levi Mitchell and uh, that guy that got on the left coast there with the emotional problems? You know what? If Fajardo and Arbuckle become the next Mike Riley and Bo Levi Mitchell, they'll make the 750. 750 is the elite quarterback. 500 is next, and then 300 is after that. It's just the new reality of the pay scale. Is it overpaid? I don't know, because all the starting quarterbacks are making, other than Riley, all the starting quarterbacks are making basically the same amount of money. It's just where the pay scale's gone. And Mitchell, right? And Mitchell, even though he took a little pay cut here. Yeah, they haven't said what the pay marginally, is, but yeah, yeah, yeah. marginally. So you've got the two top end, and then you've got everybody else making the same ish. But are they really the two top end? Let's look at the uh, Grey Cup winning quarterback, who uh, yeah, some of the people on the panel, career. including myself, think is the elite quarterback in the league. Who is Zach Claros? He is right now. He's proven it. He's the one with the ring. That's why we said. And he, I have one more thing to say to Mark. I have one thing, more thing to say to Mark that's been festering ever, ever since the early part of the, the podcast. And uh, I just wondering, Mark, when was the last time, and, and this is not a shot at you personally, uh, when was the last time the Winnipeg Blue Bombers won a Grey Cup without a uh, – Riders quarterback, a from starting quarterback from either the same season or previous season. 
Hang on. Co- hang on. Belfry. Zach Caleros can hardly be called a, a Riders quarterback. Hardly. He, was he played exactly year. three plays with that team. Kevin Glenn was in Ottawa games. for longer. He played 14 games in 2018 with them. And Tom Burgess, of course, uh, uh, started had at least nine starts. Probably Belfry you have to go back to. So actually, the question could be, the question could be, Mark, who was? It's amazing how Calgary or Winnipeg has won so many great cups with ex Saskatchewan quarterbacks. They were probably the smartest quarterbacks in the league because they got the hell out of Saskatchewan. Eleven to four, baby. It's a good point. That's a good point. Waiting years between cuts. Hey, you know what, Phil? It's hard to argue with Will on that one because you got your ass That's out true. of Saskatchewan too, if I remember correctly. You're a Calgary, right? So hard to argue yeah. that one. Okay, we're moving on for Vernon Adams. Okay, after a very disappointing 2019 season, is there still a market for Jonathan Jennings? Wow, that's a good question, and it has to be yes. Because I think Jonathan Jennings now knows that he's not a starter in this league. So he has to be capable of, of playing the backup role. And is a team going to go backwards with their number two as opposed to trying to bring some young stud up? Or is this what Jonathan Jennings needs to reboot his career? Uh what team out there would take a risk on him in the number two position? Currently, he's a number three on anybody's team. He might be. Uh... He might be. Is he going to play yeah, for I mean... that kind of money? Is the Eagle going to let him? You don't have to. Last year like should have been really humbling. Phil, what were you saying? Go ahead, Phil. You know, it's going to be – this is the most difficult conundrum I've seen in years for a quarterback. Here we've got Jonathan Jennings, who has proven to have some very, very tough years after one incredible season. Kind of like Cody Fajardo's possible future. If I'm if I'm if I'm his agent, if I'm Jonathan Jennings' agent, I'm on the verge of dropping him right now. And if I'm Jonathan Jennings, I'm on the verge of dropping myself right now, honestly. Um, to, to quote somebody from a while back who said somebody even hates themselves. Uh, I I don't I really don't know what the future holds for Jonathan Jennings, but I honestly don't believe it's in the CFL. Uh, I'm, I'm going to say that right now. I, I just don't think it's in the CFL. I don't think we're going to see him in the league next year. XFL? Is anybody in the XFL going to take a risk on him? They, they might have a look at him. They might have a look at him. Nah, there's so many. There's so many. There's so many quarterbacks in the in the USA. They're not going to look at Jonathan Jennings. I, I think he's out of the league. Okay, let's do a vote. Mark, will you be in the CFL in 2020? Yes. Charles? No. Phil? 
Nope. William. Yes. And CJ's going to break the tie. I'm saying yes. He'll be in the CFL? Yeah. Yep. In some capacity. I, I still I still would love to know what happened to Jonathan Jennings. I'd love to know. I think he got he, he read. You know how you, you you read certain people's books in, in trying to better yourself. Do you know what I mean? The story yep. you know, looking for a mentor and everything else. I think he read the Casey yep. Printer's book. That's really low, Christopher. That's really low. Uh, but it, it, but it's kick not a, wrong. Kick a dog while he's down. That's poignant, You know, and, and I was listening to another podcast today, and the two people on it brought up a good point. And, and the good point, and Christopher, you have said this a number of times. Must be you an intelligent Vernon, point. You look at Vernon Adams' career, the four years he's been in the CFL. Yeah. Okay. It's really taken him four years to beat anybody. Yeah. And the first three years were not promising. Okay. Not promising no. at all. No. And the other Maybe person on this podcast today said that he knew Vernon Adams would be good someday, but he had to go through those first three or four years. And I think Jonathan Jennings. He he got thrown into the fire in the beginning, like Christopher has said numerous times, and he got two years out of it, and it's been downhill since then. And I don't yep. understand why, but maybe that's part of it. He Without was, question, he was anointed. He was anointed the starting job too quickly. Because, like we're talking about quarterback, because I remember he was the backup to, uh, well, actually, he was the third stringer. He was the, the third Lule stringer. down, and then they had that other guy who used to play in the NFL, John Beck. He was the number two guy. Yeah. He went down in the injury, and, and um, he started, um, Jennings started the last, I think it was the last six games. He went three and three, and if I'm not mistaken, they even made the playoffs that year. Um, even with the crappy record because they got the crossover because the East was even worse. So they make him the start of the next year. He uh, he has uh, a good year. What I think they went 12-6, and six, finished second. He had that spectacular come-from-behind win in the Western Semi against Winnipeg. He went in the Western Final, and they got absolutely trounced by Calgary. 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 I think that loss stuck with them. Because ever since that, he came back as the starter again next year, but wasn't the same. He just started throwing picks, uh, interception, interception. He didn't learn how to lose. He didn't learn under a veteran quarterback long enough before they gave him the starter. He thought he was going to be the big, the next guy. I remember in his that one year when they went 12-6 and six and finished second, people were comparing him to Russell Wilson. And yeah, he, I remember I that. He, he read his he read his press clippings. He thought he was the next big thing. He goes into the Western Final against Calgary, gets absolutely walloped, and he's never the same after that game. The next two years, uh, it just got worse and worse. And then in Ottawa last year, it was just like done, dead. Uh, 
I don't know. I think he was made the starter. They probably jumped the gun, started him too quickly, and he just, quite frankly, just kind of fell apart. Well, they didn't well, have well, a choice. Charles. They didn't have a choice Charles to start him too point. early. Right? Mm-hmm. He he needed to step up and prove himself, and he did that. Okay? Mm-hmm. But what he should have done is realize that he was a number three quarterback. Yeah. Okay, and so should Wally have noticed that. Don't anoint him the starting quarterback prior to the um, training camp when you have Thomas Lule. Okay? Yeah. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm sorry. But Travis, Travis was, was a limping in on that shoulder. Quarterback. Mm-hmm. Travis was still, still suffering that shoulder injury going into camp, too, so I don't think Wally really had a choice. Probably but, not. But Charles, Charles brings up a kind of a great point there, if I can expand on it a little further. It's, we've had these one-hit wonders in the CFL, and, and I'll agree with you, Cody Fajardo may end up being one of them. And, yeah. uh, he may not. And, 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 right and, but, but Cody Fajardo has got those three years, those growing years. Okay, He's got that yeah. behind him. So does Vernon Adams has that behind him. Okay? Nick Arbuckle has that behind him. Jonathan Jennings had that in front of him. Yeah. yeah. Okay? And, and that's where he that, – that's what was his de- demise. And it, like I said, I think he read Casey Printer's book because he comes in, he rescues a team, takes them to the promised land. Took the, Casey Printer's took the BC Lions to the Grey Cup. They started Dave Dickinson. Casey got his nose out of joint, comes back. He wants the big bucks. He gets the big bucks, renegotiates the contract, and does nothing. He didn't play another meaningful game of football. Goes off and signs a half a million dollar contract with the Hamilton Tiger Cats. How well did that go over? Wally, Wally went to the nth degree and brought him back, and he stunk it up. So, you know... I'm sorry, once you jump the queue, get away from the learning curve. The clipboard is important, okay? You need to hold the clipboard and learn the game. If you don't do that, you may or may not be successful, but don't start renegotiating your contract because you're going to look like a real fool. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what happened with Casey Printers, and that's exactly what happened with Jonathan Jennings. Okay. I was fortunate, though, gentlemen. Team with this. Mark, go ahead. Hamilton, what was that? Hamilton's been the only smart team with their backup quarterback, Dane Evans. This year. They, yeah. But they brought him back. You know, he's under Paid him good money. Very, he's got a pretty team-friendly contract. Yeah. But they also, and he is going to be starting at the start of the season because of Masoli being injured still. He won't be ready, apparently. But actually if, if Jennings, if Evans becomes another Jennings, they haven't mortgaged their future on him. 
They're no, the but he's got enough incentives in his contract that if he does oh, play yeah. the rest of the season, he makes good money. Yes. Yeah, and, but if he doesn't, they're covered. If yes. Masoli comes back and is fine, then they're covered on that anyway. So it's a great contract for both sides. Right. And Hamilton can actually see what they have in him, but they have a, a great fallback plan. You're right, Mark. You're all right, Mark. In. Saskatchewan went all in. I hope on, on an Fajardo, I hope Fajardo isn't the next Jonathan Jennings. I really do. We need good quarterbacks in oh, this Oh, I league. do too. But Jennings is a passer, not a competitor. Fajardo is a competitor. It's a difference. Uh, it, Fajardo is more like a Mike Riley competitor style, not a passer. Uh, Bolivar Mitchell is a passer. We'll see if his body I, can take it. I, I, I'm sorry. I don't think that you saw Jonathan Jennings play. In that one year when yeah, they he's went a, he's a role he's passer, a yes. Competitor. But not a competitor. I, well, I, I, don't, don't I don't think you watched him play. I totally disagree. That, that man Mike ran Riley, the ball. I, I, don't, I don't think my headphones are working. Phil, did you just say Bo Levi is not a competitor? No, no, no. He's talking about Jonathan Jennings. Yeah, no, but he named a couple of people. Oh, yeah. Well, I that? did mention that. Bo Levi Mitchell is not a Mike Riley style competitor. Is he's guess, not a competitor? Oh my God! Did you just say he's that? No, Mike Riley. You or just Cody said Fajardo. that. You just said when that. I can't believe you just said that. And I realize. Do you realize oh. that that Bo Levi Mitchell has won? <laughs> Everywhere he's been, everywhere. He's yeah, only he's, been he's with the Calgary you Stampeders. That? He's only been in Calgary. He's a passer. He? He's a precision uh, passer. He won, a, he, won a, he won a state championship in high school. He won an NCAA championship at, at Eastern Washington. He's won two Grey Cups. He's not a competitor. Because, Are you fucking kidding me? Because he has me? a great arm and Are great you pressure. kidding me? Hey, hey Will, hang on, you hang on. You like show that. me a, Will, you show me a quarterback wow. in the CFL today that wasn't an outstanding wow. high school quarterback, and was not an outstanding NCAA quarterback. Okay, but, that but holds no water say, with me. You cannot say. Hold on. You cannot say anybody is not a competitor. You know what? Great. Mike Riley gets hit a hundred fucking times a game. And he's a competitor. Are you kidding me? That is the stupidest fucking thing I've ever heard in my life. I don't know. I don't know. That's where that's where I stand, Will. That's where I'm at on that issue. He's, Bo Levi Mitchell is not a Mike Riley as far as a competitor goes. I, I you and I have both played wow. uh, competitive sports. Uh, myself, wow. junior hockey. You played some college football wow. and. We both know competitors, and I think we discuss this further, but uh, I don't think Bo Levi Mitchell is a competitor. I don't Sorry, think he's you not know a what? I, I, never, I, never, I never get personal, but discuss it further. You're an idiot. He, he is. Well, uh, he, he, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell is one of the most precision passers to ever play the game and one of the smartest downfield passers I have ever seen. In, in in this league or the NFL, but oh, I, he's I, not I can't a say that. not a competitor. 
like some of the people I know in in professional and amateur sports. But wait a minute, uh, what do you I, classify I, as a competitor? What what's the um, what's your criteria. Like, criteria for that? This is what I I'm trying to understand. Uh, I would uh, I would just link to uh, maybe the uh, separated shoulder that Cody Fajardo suffered when he uh, uh, tucked that ball just inside the. Uh, the uh, I'm sorry uh, at the goal line the post uh, uh, and uh, jumped up on the on the back of his feet like he just won the the Super Bowl when he had just separated his shoulder I would I would classify that as a as a competitor it just okay are, are you guys right? gonna go at this for a while can I go make popcorn <laughs> no we're good uh, we're good so it, 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 we're good. Good can we move on. Can we move on? Because yeah. I, 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 this is going to go nowhere. <laughs> it's going to go well, nowhere. So apparently, if you separate your shoulder okay. and you jump, you're a, you're a, you're a competitor. Yep. Watch the video. Well, yeah. yeah. But are there not, in fact, like different types of competitors? I mean, uh, not everyone is the same. I mean. Uh, uh, it seems to me that you're going about about saying it's to do with toughness, and I don't know. I mean, people are competitors in different ways and in different. Uh, just to say, because a guy, um, I don't know. Uh, it uh, seems kind well, of. I, I get your, I get your point, Charles. I I played hockey with 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 people who were way higher skilled than myself, and way higher skilled than than uh, other other. Uh, players on the team that uh, were great hockey players, but, you know, they just weren't competitors. They weren't the kind of people that were going to take your team or help your team to championships, and they just didn't win championships. They never didn't have a history of championships. So is that what you're saying then is Matt Nichols is not a competitor? No, I was talking about Bo Levi Mitchell, but uh, um, – Matt Nichols. Oh, that's another story. Do we are we going to get to Matt? Because this is going to be fun. We've already done. We've done both him already. We've already done Matt Nichols. Oh yeah, shit. Sorry. That was. All right, okay. I'm going to shut up. No way, really? I don't believe you. <laughs> the CFLPA are telling players interested in moving to the NFL to only sign one-year deals. Is this good advice, and are one-year deals good or bad for the league? Uh, Speaking well, of stupidity. Yeah. Speaking of stupidity. One-year deals are going to be the death of this league. The CFLPA may be the death of this league. With an attitude like this, Ugh. I would disband the union. Ridiculous, ridiculous, ridiculous. Oh, you know what this is going to do? This is just going to cost, cost a bunch of members of the union who listen to this crap. It's going to cost them jobs because they're going to go out and find other people that will sign for longer. And they're never even going to get a chance at that point. But the CFLPA doesn't as long as there's players on nine teams. True, but what? Well, these are stupid, stupid advice. 
That's what well, is going to kill the league. The league has uh, uh, issues already with people complaining that there's too much player movement. And now you want players, you, you want them to going out and signing uh, one-year deals. Because that's going to make people uh, happy to see a guy one and done. Well, I my question here more than anything is who are the CFLPA representing at this point in time? Are they representing CFL players or are they want representing NFL wannabes? Good question. Who knows? Because seriously, this is ridiculous. Personally, PA I like the time free free agency has destroyed every league that it's part of. Okay, without question, free agency has done the worst damage to any league out there. Okay, I remember back in, in when I used to follow hockey back in the '60s. They they literally signed players when they were 12 and 13 years old were brought up through the Montreal Canadian franchise system or the Boston Bruins or the Detroit Red Wings. And you knew at 13 years old that you were going to be, if you made it to the NHL, you were going to be playing for the Boston Bruins or you were going to be playing for the Toronto Maple Leafs. Okay. And, and you went there and you played almost your entire career with this team. And we knew that that person was part of this franchise. And it, 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 then free agency comes along, and players are moving around all over the place. It's ridiculous what it's done to this, the, to this league, to every league. Okay, and it, it goes. I mean, even if you go back, and I'm got, and I know it's Hollywood and everything else, but Kevin Costner in Bull Durham said that the worst thing that ever happened to baseball was free agency. And when was that? How long ago was that movie out? 20 years? 25? Probably closer to 30. Well, that was late 80s. That was late 80s. I, I, I've lost both of the guys from Calgary. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Phil, Phil wants back. Will doesn't. <laughs> oh well, I'll bring I'll bring Phil back in. I guess the union can say that they're looking out for the best interest monetary wise for their players. But these one-year contracts from a That's the agent's and, job. I know, but it's also the union's the union's job is to get you more money. No, 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 no. The union, the players' union, doesn't negotiate no. contracts. No, not the player contracts. No, the players' no, union right now, <laughs> his job is to give the, be the buffer between the league and the players. Yeah, man. Agreed. Agreed. union. You're back and in, Phil. Are, by the way, the union is looking to make it better for the players. And in the CFL, 
with the American players, better is more money. The union's looking for more money. They're obviously not looking for safety. We've discussed that ad nauseum. They're there to get try to get money. Yeah, but they're, the, the CFLPA doesn't make a nickel more if they lose players to the NFL. No, but their members do. Yeah, that's that's irrelevant. They're not they're not their members anymore. You're building yourself in, in redundancy in there. Oh, I know, I know that this is. It how makes the no sense. Is looking at it. It, it, it <laughs> makes <laughs> no sense. But it's the only thing that makes sense for them to even say this. I don't know. I I I don't like this. I don't understand it. And why why they would say this? It's it is it good advice? No, it's terrible advice. It's terrible for the league. It's terrible for the players. God. So here's a here's a scenario for you. A guy wants to try the NFL, so he goes out, has a pretty good year, only signed a one year contract. So he's down working the NFL because he's a free agent, and he's working out over the spring and stuff like that. He signs. He doesn't. He doesn't get an NFL contract, but he comes back after free agency is all basically dead and buried in the CFL. So he comes back and has nowhere to play, or at the very least is to, is reduced to taking less money. Yep. Yep. So that's How great advice. How many times does that happen? Cost that guy money. Yeah, exactly. So that happens really good, over good and over and over again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> no, it, it, it's absolutely ridiculous and stupid. Okay, I do. do I have to go pull up this three-down article. I kind of avoid that. Mm-hmm. Is Will back? No. Oh, okay. Blog Talk lost okay. him, and he's, he's done. Okay. I'd like to weigh in for a second here. Uh, why, why would the CFL move away from one year and an option? Why would the CFLPA entertain that? And why would the CFL not convince them in the, in the past CBA negotiations that this is a very, very bad idea for the CFL? I'm all with giving windows to any player who gets his NFL shot. And I don't think the CFL should ever try to hold somebody back. However, that's it. We've got to have at least two-year contracts. So when those guys do get their shot, they come back to their team. This player recognition thing has been an issue for, for a couple of generations now. We've done some good jobs with it in the past. We've had option years. Why was that option year left out of the last CBA? I, I forget. Maybe somebody can weigh in on this. I don't remember for sure why they ended up getting rid of it. It, it was a terrible negotiation. Terrible. Like, if you cannot have your players on your favorite CFL team there for at least two seasons – when they return from the NFL, or like, or, or one more season after they return from the NFL, or another half a season when they return after the NFL cuts, then why in the hell are we even signing guys to one year? Like, 
we're, I think we're going to see a switch. We're going to see a switch. Maybe it's going to come out of Ottawa because we've seen that Frenchman do it there once before with some really, really, really strange management, what we thought was a strange management, and he, and he took it to a Grey Cup. Maybe we're going to see that again in the CFL. People who will sign for longer contracts are going to be kept around. These people who want to sign one-year contracts and have potential for the NFL, we'll let them go to the BC Lions. I, I, yeah, I, I didn't. I actually wasn't listening, but I think you just put a jab in the Lions. Miles, miles, miles. Was it just at the end? Just stuck that in. I was ignoring him all along. Okay, so I, I really don't know what he had to say, but I just, I just heard the Lions at the end, so I pretty fit, much figured it was a jab. I think Will, being from the from the Calgary organization or being involved or, or a fan of the Calgary organization, I, I think he can weigh on this a lot because he has watched more players go to the NFL recently than, than most teams. What do you think about that, Will? Will's not, Will's here. not here anymore. Oh. <laughs> Did I piss him off? Yes. No. Yeah, I got more fence mending to do. Yes. Probably. Can we continue? Yep. Good. Okay. Are we done with this CFLPA now? Because we all know that it's a bad idea and it's a bad deal. And I've got this article up with Three Down Nation, and it's, it's hard to argue with where they've what they've done, but it's ridiculous that they've done it. Um, they're looking for something to write about. Yeah, yeah. They're they're as opposed to reporting news, they're create they trying to create to it. They got nothing better to do. They run out of clickbait articles. It's kind of a neat slant, though. To look at it. Yeah, like I thought that. so. Yeah, but you know, in all honesty, it you know, free agent signings with um shitty teams, shall we say? And and, and they didn't perform to their peak level, and especially like an O lineman and and you let's take uh uh Sir Vincent Rogers as an example, who left uh, Ottawa, I believe it was Ottawa, right? And yeah. and went over to Edmonton and do you think that Sir Vincent Rogers would have been any better in Ottawa last year? Not necessarily, think, no. Do you think he would have been an outstanding lineman in Ottawa with the way that that team was? No. So, I mean, they gave him an F. He was a flop. But... Especially on the O-line. It's so hard to blame one guy on an O-line. Like I had fun last year with Cody Husband and the BC Lions. But it's not all on him. No. If there's a unit there that has to know everything that the other guy is going to do, and it takes time. And it has to be coached. Mm -hmm. You have to have the proper coaching. You have 
to have the time of playing together all the time. And, Mark, what team in the CFL has done a better job of managing their offensive line than the Winnipeg Blue Bombers over the last two to four or five or six seasons? The Calgary Stampede. Nobody. Not on the O-line. Oh, no. Cal. I'm sorry. You, can't, you could call it no. 1A, 1B, Christopher. You could. You look at the Bombers. What they release the ball so fast, you can't, you can't even raise their offensive lineman. On, on passing downs. From an op, just a purely offensive line standpoint, you look at what the Bombers have done in the last three years. It's been basically the same guys. They've let guys like Suk Chung leave and done exactly what Calgary does. They bring in the next man up. The only offensive line change the Bombers are going to have is Michael Couture is rumored to be going to BC. He was our starting center. He got injured. They brought in Cody Speller, who happened to be on the field to get his Grey Cup ring. They didn't miss a beat. It's the same kind of thing. It's 1-8-1. What you just said is that the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are emulating the Calgary Stampeders, but the Calgary Stampeders don't really count. No, not at all. I said 1A, 1B. Well, that's what you said Mark, eventually. Are you saying, Mark, are you saying Cody Speller had one start? No, he had three. Wow. He played the playoffs. They brought in a brand-new center for the playoffs. Anybody even notice? Nope. No, they they held together well. Brand new quarterback, brand new center. It's the team of the offensive line, though. These guys have been together for three or four years now. Mark, so there's a story blame. that needs to be written. There is has any any of the uh, Winnipeg media have done a done a done a nice story on Cody Speller and and assess the offensive line after he come in? Is there something you can link us to? No, not at all. The the offensive line is very quiet. Stanley so even, Bryant's even, the loudest of the bunch. Even the local Winnipeg media didn't pick up on that. No, they just say how great they are. I guess that might be because your best prognosticator in the city of Winnipeg on CFL football is now uh, finding his home in Las Vegas, Nevada. As the, <laughs> no, uh, actually, it's the Mike O'Shea and Kyle Walters cone of silence. Players are not allowed to talk to the media unless it's cleared with the team first. Even post-season. And they rarely. Oh, yeah. They don't allow their coaches to say a word during the season. No, I mean, even postseason, I, like, nope. like you with the team. They, you never hear them talking. Just okay to drink They're whiskey. They're very closed. They're very closed. They've hey. still not said what Strebler's injury was, put it that way. Broke his foot. Lower body injury. I think it's yep. a wild upbringing. Even in the off season, they're not telling people. They're not even Charles, playing right now. They're there not. was an article in the Free Press three or four weeks ago. And it literally said lower body injury. 
Oh, God. That was from O'Shea. Because it they matters now, right? It's like the Winnipeg Blue Bomber Cone Asylum. Yeah, but I read a story that there was two or three broken bones in the foot. Oh, there's ten different stories about what it was. It must be healed because he's trying out in the NFL. I mean, I know I get about being secretive, but this may be taking it a little bit far, especially in the off season. But I mean, it is it what now. it is. I'm What's used that? to it now. I just, I'm used to well, it. Well, yeah, it I guess by now laugh. you probably would be. Yeah, I just. He's not even me laugh. Strubber's not even under contract, is he? Well, he, he is, is right now. Bomber. Well, I guess till the no, 15th, yeah. yeah. They, they released yeah, him. For a week. When they, they release him? Okay. Mm-hmm. They did. Hmm. Which goes back to what I was saying earlier. Yeah, because we have a nine-team cozy league. Chris Traveler, of course, will re-sign in Winnipeg when he returns to the NFL, if he does. And, uh, but these windows are, are wrong. These are wrong. Uh, I, like, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers should have been offered an opportunity to re-sign Chris Traveler for next season, even if the contract was tentative and he was given an out clause uh, or renegotiation clause before training camp, but to give the Bombers first attempt at Chris Trevler. Hey, what if what if the quarterback they signed yesterday um, bumps into a car in front of him, hits his head on the steering wheel, and like somebody says, his head's so soft that he's he's uh, he's out for a career. Uh, he's got one of those airbag things, okay? Yep. Talking about yeah, a slow not, speed. Out. It's not going to on the steering wheel. The airbag will come out of the steering wheel and protect him. Mm-hmm. We're well, going to give us a, kind of a, a hypothetical situation, at least get one that's kind of real. <laughs> Say he fell down the stairs or something. I can buy that. All right. There we go. Okay. I was going to say, this is kind of similar, though, to what um, CJ has talked about before, where if a guy goes down, you let the guy go down to the NFL and try out. But if he doesn't make it, he's got to go back to the team he was with. No, that's not what I said. I said I that if he is it, uh, No, I said that if he is under contract, then you spend the contract, and he's allowed to go anywhere he wants. Upon his return to the CFL, that contract is now reactivated from that particular point. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, like Chris Strebler, who would have been a free agent anyhow, it's not really relevant to him coming back to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Okay? Mm -hmm. So, but if, say, Bo Levi Mitchell wanted to go down to the NFL... Calgary would suspend his contract, his four-year contract, and he would go down to the NFL and try out and sign up and go play for the Dallas Cowboys for two years. And then when he gets cut, 
comes back to the Calgary Stampeders, and he still has the three remaining years of his contract. Okay, I get what you mean. Okay. So that's why I don't like this one-year contract deal. So it, but they they have to get permission to get out of a a two-year contract or a three-year contract. They shouldn't have to get permission. They should just apply for it, and it be granted. I don't think we should stop somebody from trying out there for their dreams. But at the same thing, right. the the team had them under contract. That team should hold that contract in perpetuity. Right, and have to release them. And 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 yeah, well, suspend it. The contract is suspended. Right. He just doesn't, you know. So be it. I am a strong believer that when the CFL uh, was returning to its glory years in the early 2000s, that one big, big reason for that was the return to what we've seen was two years plus an option in the CFL. And at that time, we had plenty of players, as much or maybe even more than today, trying out the NFL window. Okay, but let, let's, let's just get real. I don't like the option year because it's not an option year. It's not an option for the player. It's got nothing to do with the player. It's got an option on the team. Does the team want to get back? When you don't have guaranteed contracts, what's the purpose of an option? Every year is an option year. Every year year is an option for that team. If they don't want you to come back this year, they just release you. Why? What's the purpose of an option year? It's either a three-year contract Why? or it's not. It's not a two-year contract with an option. Let's admit there's thousands of thousands of U.S. players who can play in the NFL or in the CFL. So why are we providing them with so many outs? Well, that's what Is I said. It, because it should we be have, a three-year contract. Because we have too many. Do we have too many American stars who are, are now controlling the CFL PA? Just, just putting it out there. Well, the, the problem that I have um, with the CFL PA is that it's basically it's run by the veteran players. And the majority of veteran players have no shot at the NFL. So why is this even an issue? And the thing is, we've talked about it before too. In the uh, with there are groups like I don't know if I want to call them clicks, but I mean a, a five-year player. We saw this and we discussed this during the last year when they were having the CBA negotiations. A player player that's been in the CFL, you know, five, six, seven years. Does he give a damn what the rookies get? What does no. he care? No. And that's the majority of players. Nope. How many rookies are there right. on a team? Mm-hmm. Like, they're not going to care. No. Yep. Okay. Enough of this bullshit. Um, 
I'm done with this three down thing. We 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 moved on from the PA to three down, and we jumped back at the PA, and we're going to go do it a little later on as well. Um, Trey Roberson says of the Chicago Bears getting the fifth compensation since Cam Wake left BC. You know what that says to me? He's playing. Oh, he's playing, but Cam Wake's still the best. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, yeah, well, he's going to play football down there, and good for him. You know, this is what it's about. This is why I believe we've we've just had this discussion. No team should stop a player from following his dream. No American football player grew up dreaming he would play in the CFL. I'm okay with the CFL being a stepping stone to the NFL for all-star players. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it should be a doormat. Okay? And, And I know there's a fine line between that. We should allow these players to do that. But let's get real. And why are there's some people are going down there and trying out for football, and we know that they have no hope in getting on down there, and we're rarely mistaken. It's so, true. You know, it the guys weren't an absolute. I mean, even look at Brandon Banks in Hamilton. Okay. Nobody thought that he was going to stick in the NFL. He went down to the NFL tryout, and he came back. Okay? We all knew that he would. First off, I don't think the NFL would put up with any of his bullshit, but that's beside the point. Um, He just wasn't that good of a player. What bothers me worse is the NFL hangover. So many of these players come back and never get back to the level they were at in the CFL. That's true. Well... I know it's called the NFL hangover, but what it is is the NFL needs to have meat. Because let's face it, the NFL is a meat grinder, especially in training camp, Mm -hmm. and they need bodies to abuse. And these players need to know that. They need to understand that. And if they don't, Mm then they're – no player goes down there, comes back playing at the highest level that he left at. My favorite example is Weston Dressler. When he came back to the CFL with the Saskatchewan Rock Riders, in one season, he was taped three times, stepping out of bounds eight and nine yards when he needed a first down because he didn't want to take a hit. And he, because he had been ground. Like you said, Christopher, like meat in NFL training camps. Well, when you're five foot six, you shouldn't expect to be making the NFL. Okay? And, and those Ryder fans who actually know football, they got turned off on the overpaid Weston Dressler very quickly after he came back to the CFL. Those Ryder fans who 
love players and characters and the history and the past, they're still sick and tired of of Chris Jones for getting rid of of, of Weston Dressler and his overinflated contract. Just throwing that out there to be uh, so everybody hates me. I don't hate you, Phil. I just ignore you most of the time. That's all. (laughs) (laughs) But I didn't ignore you because obviously I heard what you said, and I don't disagree with you. But Western Dressler is a a very, very good example of it, but he should never have gone down there. He should have known that he is not the prototypical um, wide receiver in this NFL and that you're going down there to get beat up. And it, 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 it took him a year to recover. It took him a year to recover, and he came back and played well for the Bombers afterwards when his when his body got a little better, and he, and he lost some fear, and he got over that two hundred forty thousand dollar contract, which is ridiculous for a five foot five receiver, yeah. not six, little mini and, guy uh, in the CFL. And, I was being uh, generous. I, I just find it pathetic to this day how much he's worshipped in Saskatchewan. He, he was my favorite rider, honestly, before he left. But when I watched him, when he came back, he was not the same player. He did not have the same confidence, and he had a lot of fear. Um, and he was never the same. He was never the same. So, I don't think there's an answer to this, because I really think that players need to take a serious look look at themselves just because they're getting an opportunity doesn't mean that it is an opportunity. Nope. Okay. Yes, they're trying to follow their dreams, but maybe they should be aware of them. And but I still think we that we you can't stop a guy from doing it. No, you got to let a guy take a shot. If he's going to get a shot and there's interest there, you got to at least give him that a Give them that courtesy, I think. Yeah. Okay. Moving on since Cam Wake. TJ Lee signs a two-year extension with the BC Lions. Charles, please tell me what this next part is. Okay. It looks, uh, let me it see looks Gaelic. Gaelic. Let me see. It looks Gaelic. TJ Lee... <laughs> T.G. Lee signed a two-year extension with the B.C. Lions. It hey top-tier D.B. Okay, um, how the hell did I write that? It should say, is he a top-tier D.B.? I think I must have missed a space bar a couple times. Okay. Yeah. I, I, it just looks Gaelic. It's just yeah, hard. It's just, I missed a yeah a couple things. Okay, that's okay. I I just I couldn't. I see what it is now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So the it is an is. The he uh, is he ah. Uh, top tier. Okay, good. We're good. Is he a top tier co- mm-hmm. DB? Yes, he is. It's hard to dispute that one. Mark will try, but uh, mm-hmm. he will fail. Mark, go ahead. 
I would not try at all to change your mind on that one. I was actually hoping he was going to free agency so the Bombers would take a run at him. He does make the odd go for the interception versus and miss, but he is easily one of the top backs in the uh, league right now, and especially with BC, he is their best. So, no. Um, it's a great signing by BC. That's it. Is it? Yep. Okay, Charles, what do you got to say about this one? 100% he is. I'm extremely, extremely relieved that they actually re-signed him. I was terrified that he was going to leave in free agency, to be honest. I'm so glad they kept him. And the last thing I wanted to see with him uh, go somewhere else. He's, yeah, he, I he think just he's back and burn you. back by a mile. Yeah, no, I'm... I'm extremely happy they got him re-signed. And then they also signed Aaron Grimes, which I was also happy about, but that came later in the day, and I I had already done the uh, agenda for tonight. But they did announce that signing later in the day. Oh, that's good news for them. What's that? That's good news for, for the Lions. I didn't yeah, realize I Grimes so. had signed. Yeah, yeah Grimes that was signed. He did signed. And we he, signed he that new quarterback, Vin, Vinny Testicle. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a reach. I, I, I did some research into his stats and, and, and the level of college play that he played at. That That's a publicity stunt. That's all that is. Well, yeah, I mean, I even looked the guy up and could find very little information about the guy. Yeah. He, he didn't he, even go to, like, a top 1,700 yards at a – he threw for 1,700 yards at, a, at basically a junior college after he left a big college. And, uh, yeah, no, that's a pretty big reach. I, I, wouldn't, uh, I wouldn't hang my hat on that just but too quickly. The, the thing is, like, like, Phil, you just called it a publicity stunt, and I know um, um, a couple other people online called this a publicity This is not a publicity stunt because this is not going to sell any tickets here in Vancouver. A publicity stunt, you know, gets you publicity. Nobody cares about this in Vancouver. This was not big news. I mean, it got mentioned in a CFL.ca or a Three Down Nation article, but this is not something that's going to sell tickets to anybody that Vinny Testaverde Jr. has sold. I don't, I mean, to me, this just looks like, you know, signing a body for training camp, really, because it, this guy, his numbers are less than impressive. True enough, Charles. You can't, you can't blame three down for this one. It was actually the CFL that put it out. Okay, well, whatever. I mean, I, so I, I have CFL no problem with them reporting on it either because, I mean, yeah. the team signs the player. That's fine, but this is a, a nothing signing as far as I'm concerned. The, the CFL is engaging in clickbait on their own. Uh, There's, what, two generations? Uh, of football fans who haven't got a clue who Vinny Testaverde even is. Yeah. I don't. I have no idea who he is. Oh, come on. What do you mean by, I oh, do. come He's on? He's a good quarterback in the NFL, but that doesn't mean anything about his son. Who cares? The guy's oh, like man, we not went, a top-tier college guy. We went through the 90s 
those of us that were watching NFL when we had those uh, illegal dishes back in those days, um, just wishing Vinny could could accomplish this in the NFL, but it didn't just didn't happen. Uh, going back to the subject here on TJ Lee, uh, I am. Okay, sorry. I am. I am of the opinion that uh, both him and and Peters, I can't remember his first name, on on that side of the field, were that uh, weak as far as weak side corner or 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 field side corner and the weak side halfback were the two best defensive backs in combination of their position. Is it Gary Peters? Sorry. Gary and, Peters. Uh, yep. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what 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 the contract situation for 2020 is for Gary Peters, but if both T.J. Lee and Gary Peters are back on that side of the field, uh, I think the BC Lions are, are really, really, really well supported in the second, which I I thought they really did a good job at in 2019. And but of course, when when you're playing from behind it all all the time. Uh, your your defensive backs can look pretty good too. So. I believe Gary Peters is under. Con- I don't think he's a free agent. I believe he's under contract. And uh, no, watching watching their secondary, I thought it was in the top two or three in the league uh, in the second half of the season. Yeah, they, they that's the secondary that improved as the, as the year went on. They started shutting teams down. A lot more than they were earlier. Mark, you still here? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Yes, Leslie. You seem very quiet. Speaking of secondaries, Mark, uh, sounds like the Winnipeg Blue Bombers secondary is going to be decimated for 2020 compared to the. Uh, the, the roster they had in 2019. Can you make any comments on that? Well, they've only lost two guys. They've lost two important, but they've got backups that'll come in. And free agency's about to start. It's easy to fix that. D-back well, is one of the spots agents. in the CFL that's easy. E- easy so maybe to fix. Gainy, but uh, the first statement you said make it sound like <laughs> hey, shut, Winnipeg Blue Bombers are now the Calgary Stampeders. Next man up, as Will said earlier. That's what they've built on. They've copied the Stampeders to a T. Could win okay. two of the next four great cups. Who? Well, no, it's almost a done deal that we're winning next year just because it's in Saskatchewan. And every playoff game ever in Saskatchewan has uh, been won by the Bombers. Ever or since New Mosaic? New Mosaic. Uh, We own that stadium when it comes to important games. I heard there is a Milt Stiegel jersey buried in the concrete of New Mosaic. Have you heard that rumor? No, can't say I've heard that one. I'll send you a link to the story. There is apparently, when the building of New Mosaic happened, uh, a a contractor, a concrete, or a, a guy who worked for a concrete contractor based in Winnipeg, 
probably SNC Lavalin, buried a Milt Siegel jersey in the concrete of Mosaic State. That's just that weird. Would be awesome. Yeah, I'll, I'll send you a link to the story. It's pretty hilarious. But it's one of the gold one of the gold jerseys, in fact. He took a picture of himself with the jersey before he uh, buried it in concrete. Hmm. Well, at least he buried one of the right jerseys. I'm afraid. Is it any any different than the Canadians putting a, a loony underneath center ice in the in the junior, World Junior Championships? Yeah, there was a reference drawn to that in the story. Yeah. So this story has been brought up to Rod Peterson several times when he was still with CKRM, and he simply would not talk about it. And as far as I know, it's never been brought up to the new Rod Peterson show, and I think it would be a great topic. Maybe one of you guys, I can't do it. I can't do it. But maybe one of you other towners could do it. I don't think he likes me too much, so. I have no problems talking to Rod. What's what's the question? What do you need? Why doesn't he like you, Mark? Oh, we've had a few discussions where I've called him out. Uh, before or after he quit drinking? After. But he he hasn't been drinking in a lot, very long time, so I don't think that that's a, a real argument here. Anyway, we got to get through the last segment. Do we have to? Well, that's a good one. Yeah, maybe. New rules from the CFL. CBA will see tenured American players considered nationals. Is this the right move for the league, and does this hurt the Canadian players vying for jobs? We either have a Canadian content rule, or we don't. Okay? If you don't want to protect the Canadians' jobs in the CFL then let's just do away with the ratio completely. To say that Brandon Banks is a tenured CFL veteran and that he now counts as a national player is absolutely fucking ridiculous. He doesn't even make his off-season home in Canada. If you want can if you want American players to become nationals, then make them get a Canadian citizenship and make them have their home year round in Canada and I might I might consider that being realistic at Go the ahead. very least at the very least. Um, as long as the player lives in the city full-time. Not just during the season, full-time. 
then after three or four years, I can see calling, giving them the national tag. But not if you're not spending one minute here after the season's over. Yeah. If you're bolting, then why do you get a national status? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. You look at guys like Buck Pierce, uh, Adam Big Hill, just because I know them from Winnipeg. They came here. They moved here full time. They still live here. Like Pierce has never left Winnipeg. He married a Winnipeg girl, so yeah. he's here for life. He's, for all intents and purposes, he's a Canadian. Here's, here's your difference. Adam Adam Big Hill mm-hmm. is a good example. Okay, he 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 moved up to BC. He married a BC girl. Uh, he's now living in Winnipeg full time with his three kids, three Canadian kids, and his Canadian wife. And it, it, here it all is. Solomon Aluminian in the off season goes to back home, down to mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and he lives there and trains down there. Yeah. And he comes back for the season. They're both veterans. They both have this almost the same tenure in the CFL. I would contemplate giving that status to Adam Big Hill. I would never do it for Solly. He doesn't deserve no, agreed. it. No, nope. Yeah, you're not spending enough time here. Okay. And the way I read the ruling, you could dress very few Canadians, actual Canadians. If you've got five guys that have five years with the team, four years with the team, that are all American, they can all count as Canadian. Mark, Mark nails it there, and that's what's scary. I've read that rule a couple times now, and, I, and I'm like, I don't think I understand it correctly because it looks like there's not going to be any Canadians in the league next year if you read the rule the way it goes. And I went through do away with the ratio completely. And screw the ratio then. Just dump that yep. rule all together if you're going to do that. Just dump it all together. Yep. I don't know so if we're reading it wrong, but it looks to me like you could have, I think it's two actual Canadians on your roster. I am not one of these ridiculous fans that thinks that we got to get more and more Canadians playing in our CFL game. However... Nor am I. And, and, and that said... Also, I'd like to point out that when, when the league switched from overall, over time from 12 Canadians starters to seven Canadian starters, the league took off. The quality of play took off. Uh, the league came back. It really did. And, and we, I think we can all attest to that, that the 2000s were sort of a comeback that we hadn't seen since, since the 1970s and early 80s. And uh, part of that was the reduction in the CFL ratio for okay. Canadians. However, so he, this said, here's, we're all American. I, I, I got no time left in the show, and I want to see us say that. If we did not have a ratio protecting Canadian positions, we would not know who Andrew Harris is. He would never have been given a shot in the CFL. He may be the best running back in the CFL today, but he would never have been given the opportunity coming from not even out of NCAA, not even out of Canadian college football. He came from the juniors. 
not going to happen in the real world. We would lose that forever. Sure. Okay, I got less than 60 seconds left of the show, so I'm going to wrap it up right now. This has been Let's Talk CFL uh, CFL podcast, episode number 420. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. I'd like to thank everybody for participating. Uh, Olson, what was Olson's first name again? Richard? Phil, oh, was it Richard? Randy Olofsson. 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 I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Olofsson. Okay. 20 seconds left to show. Everybody turn around and go say goodnight. And uh, shout out to Kathy Grant. Charles. Yep. Say goodnight. Goodnight, folks. Talk to you next week. Quick, quick. Mark, go. Goodnight, folks. Talk to you next week. BC sucks. Yeah, we know that. Okay. Phil, say goodnight. Hurry. Good night, folks. She was, a, she was a fitting show for 420. Okay. And Will says, good night, go Owls.